0: Okay, mamas, ladies, after having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, The material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort and it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the quote fits everybody t-shirt bra and it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra, and the no-show online demi-bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims, they've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows. Skims.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With
1: Sean and Andrew. A
0: podcast all about couples. And
1: the things they go through.
0: Today, we have John and Jenny Acuff.
1: That's right. John Acuff has written seven books.
0: Yes, one of which is Soundtracks, which I'm in the middle of and I am obsessed with.
1: Soundtracks is his newest book, and his previous books have been New York Times bestselling. They've been Wall Street Journal bestselling. He's written a lot of books that we've read over the years. And John is known for his humor, his honesty, and his hope. But I got to be honest with you, babe, as impressed as I am with John, his wife, Jenny. Was dropping some bombs of wisdom.
0: She is a very wise woman. I, at the end of this conversation, I, we all but begged them to be our new best friends. Yeah. Um, I want them, I want to live with them.
1: You want (laughs) to live (laughs)
0: with them? I want to live with them.
1: (laughs) Okay, interesting. We did actually ask them to be our our friends and mentors. Uh, And I think you will also take something away from this interview. Would love to hear what that is in the comments or reply to us on DM, whatever your vibe is. But we talked about a lot of things, including um, the issue that we've kind of been presented with. John is a self-help author. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of kind of paradoxes or interesting things to maneuver in that realm of giving people advice you kind of have to live up to it yourself. And so to hear how him and Jenny navigate that themselves. Uh, and
0: navigate it with their kids.
1: Yes. Super interesting. And to hear how Jenny keeps John In humble. check. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yes. it was great.
0: And vice versa. Their dynamic is amazing. They're very open to pointing out their mistakes and working from them. But it was truly one of my favorite conversations.
1: Yeah. Uh, And we have maintained our friendship with them. I asked John, I don't know if this is a bad thing to do, to ask an author what books he recommends. Because, you know, he probably (laughs) mine (laughs) his books. But uh, he has recommended several books that I've already read and I've enjoyed them. But my recommendation for a book for you to listen to would be Soundtracks by John Acuff. Just about how you can um, change the soundtracks that you tell yourself on a daily basis.
0: And how that can change your life.
1: That's right. And... You'll learn more about that in the episode. But if you want to learn more about John and Ginny, we'll link information for them down below. And without further ado, we bring you John and Ginny Acuff. John and Ginny, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. I I think you and Sean have actually done a speaking event at Crosspoint. Maybe Probably. together. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys oh. have story
2: cross paths? Yeah. 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 Oh, back with me, um,
1: Bryce and the yep. squad and Pastor Pete.
0: Yeah, one of my most embarrassing moments in my life. What so. happened?
1: Did you say a cuss word on stage? No. At church? Why did you do wow. that? No. is his
0: no. house? <laughs> it was, I was being interviewed by Pete Wilson, and it was like the first time I had done anything like on a church stage, so sure. I felt just more pressure to like answer things right. I think I was like 20 years old. I don't know. And he asked me something about success, and instead of saying success, I said sex. Oh, jeez. Uh, and oh, then, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. Pete yeah. ran with it. Yeah. And he, oh, my gosh, I was mortified wow yeah
1: that's your shining moment
0: lee bryce sitting outside just laughing at me so like this is great thanks
1: well, for well then your brain stuck on
3: it oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so
0: then i was terrified even every question he asked from then on was like don't tell say me more about again. success <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh
3: gosh
1: yeah. i'm excited to have you on because john you create so much content you have your yeah. podcast is this your seventh book seventh book yeah insane yep what we love about our show. <laughs> is that weird to say? Yeah. Is you have all this amazing content, but I feel like a lot of it is kind of business rooted, career rooted. A, a large part as I've grown and matured of any career is like your marriage and oh, yeah. the, the supporting cast totally. that you have in so many ways. So, Jenny, who you say is the most in demand and best part yeah. of your content is here. So thank you, Jenny. Rarest. Rare. <laughs> <Yeah>, there's <laughs> a unicorn in the room. Like 100%.
3: That's uh. why it's in demand because it's rare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: No, but also I'll say something you said and people will be like, when will Jenny write her book? Like,
3: <laughs> well, because I, it's for you to know.
2: Like, I'll say, like, oh, I have, like, these haters, da da da. And she'll say, you don't have haters. Like, there's not people actively thinking about hating you. You say that to feel better about your platform you that's an ego statement when you say haters no one right now in iowa is like that john acuff i woke up on <laughs> yeah. tuesday and she's like that's you being arrogant it's a subtle form of arrogance i'll be like dang it she's right she's wow. right i don't actively have a huge group of haters yeah like that's me being arrogant i'll go oh yeah like like i should listen to that so she'll say stuff like that and then i'll post it and people will be like Dang it! That was like, will Jenny please come up in front of the mic and so share that?
0: Do you help at all in writing the books?
3: No, but I mean, I would say that I'm your writing partner. Yeah, she keeps
2: yeah. them I'm honest. Say. So if I'll wow, there she she'll come in after reading a draft and go, hey, um, do you want compliments or feedback? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. you sometimes. Know, it that's a fair question. Yeah, that's a fair
3: question in creative work.
2: Yeah, because yeah. if it's too early in the process, I just need her to be like. You can do it. Yeah, It's going to work out. But if it's later in the process, I need her to be like, this story was fake. This story is designed to make you look good but doesn't help the reader. And ultimately, you're not writing a diary. You're writing a book. So it needs to help the reader. Where's the reader in this? Or where's your voice in this? Or you're trying to be like faux Donald Miller or faux Jim Collins. And I'm a sucky Jim Collins. Like, I'm a pretty decent John Acuff. I'm stuck at being everybody else. And so, Jenny, as somebody I've been married to for 21 years, can go, Oh, yeah, I see what you did there. That's, that's I not was like, Oh, helpful.
3: you're like, that's not you. That's yeah. not you.
2: That's you playing a role or you trying to be a serious author or whatever it is. You've stepped out of your voice, come back to your voice.
0: That's actually something that's, I think, happens a lot in marriage. When you're around other people, you start taking on different roles and different characters without even thinking. So like the accountability factor of having both of you guys be like, wait, I actually don't know who this is in my household right now. Like you're acting different. Um, We've actually had conversations before about people we're surrounding ourselves with and seeing each other kind of morph into people that we don't think fits our character. Mm -hmm. Do you find that in trying to create characters of books and like stories that sometimes you have to say, like Jenny, you have to be like, actually, I think you're going a little too far in kind of creating a, a story for yourself that it's affecting I think,
3: well, like in his work, he sometimes has to play different roles Mm -hmm. to do the different things he has to do that seem a little weird to me as his spouse. Mm -hmm. Like when he has to Uh. like do a a book signing line, he has to do a role that is outside of his natural personality. I'm more introverted
2: than Mm -hmm. in a book signing. But if there's a hundred people that want to... book sign i'm not gonna be introverted mm-hmm. like, like that would be jerky mm, yeah, you know? yeah so I'm gonna and be, so
3: i don't want to wa- i don't really like to watch him have to do that yeah. role because it's so outside yeah. of his natural personality or
2: if i'm on stage i'm yeah. bigger yeah. than like the jokes are bigger like because you're filling the room and yep. so i think there's things like that but i think more as far as like friendships and stuff like that there'll be times you'll be like hey like, I have really, I don't, I won't say the word. I have really bad jerk radar. Like, if somebody's a jerk, I'm like, I'd love to hang out with that person. And Jenny's like, that person is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no. So, like, Sick. if we meet, if we're at a party and we meet the same people on the drive home, I'll be like, man, I really liked Boris. You have to use Names yeah, like that because then absolutely. a friend won't go, well, I heard your podcast. So I don't know what <laughs> Boris is, so we're good. But I'll be like, Boris was amazing. She'll be like, Boris was the worst. Yeah. The only like,
3: person in the room I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah well, I'm one like, I, I, it's, so yeah. like
2: we do talk about that where you'll go, hey, that's not a good influence. And I'll be like, I thought he was the best influence. You wear so much cologne. Like, yeah. I'll just be like, I'll pick the worst person. So I don't have great discernment that way. And I would say that you have great discernment that way. Mm-hmm.
0: If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment, and Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So, obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince, and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality and looks like I spent a fortune on it but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quint.com slash eastfam for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash eastfam to get free shipping and a 365 day returns. Quince.com
2: slash EastFab.
1: Do you classify your books and content as coaching?
2: Yeah, it's self-help, personal development. So I mean, I try to find a problem that I'm curious about um that I think other people might have too. So with soundtracks, it was about overthinking. So right. I'm an overthinker. Um, and so I was like, I wonder if other people overthink too. And so this PhD. Um, At MTSU, he and I asked 10,000 people if they struggle with overthinking, and 99.5% said yes. So once I find an issue that I'm like, I want to get better at this in my life, wow, other people need it, and then I look for the marketplace and go, is there a place for me to have a voice here? And so when I looked at overthinking, everybody would be like, stop it, stop it, just stop it. And I was like, why would I ever turn off this amazing thinking gift I've been given? What if I just used it for good. Like, Mm -hmm. could I train my mindset to actually be for me, not against me? And could I do it with humor? Like, it's hard to find a book that's funny about overthinking. And so that's how I I think about problems. And so with Jenny and I, the writing process, like we're working on the next book deal, I'll come down and go, hey, here's these five things I'm thinking about. Which one do you think resonates? Which one do you think? And so from the beginning, all the way through the editing process, she's kind of impacting like, hey, be careful about this, or I think this is interesting, or now you've got the idea. Because I'll come down, the first 100 hours of writing a book, I'll be like, I got it, I got the book. And she's like. And it's never, it's not it's even. Not. No, 100 like, hours? 100 hours. Dude, it'll take me, I know the process now, because I treat creativity like work. Like yeah. now I've got it dialed in. It takes me 500 to 700 hours to write a book. So the first 100 hours, I have five different books that I'm like. This is the one. Like, it's about cats. And then, like, hour 101, I'm like, cats are stupid. Why did I think that? And so we've learned that process. Well,
3: and books, you know, it's an industry that is not like what life is like now still. I mean, like, you write a book, and it hits the marketplace maybe 18 months to two years later. So you have to sort of anticipate in some way where culture's going. Where's culture
2: going? What are people? And, like, With soundtracks, the the fortunate accident was we did the research study in 2019 and then the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. and now everybody's overthinking even more Mm -hmm. because every, like the joke I do is for the first 99% of your life, you were amazing at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Like you never once were like, is this an up aisle or a down aisle? Like, I don't want to get shamed by my neighbors. I better, (laughs) is this an up aisle, chip aisle or down? Like, but now every part of your life has extra thought. And so the book was accidentally well-timed to go, hey- as we all overthink, here's a book about overthinking. Maybe this will. So, yeah, but we are trying to anticipate that. To You're the trying to anticipate abilities. a little bit, you know, yeah. like where you see culture going.
0: How did you get into writing?
2: I I wanted to be a writer since like third grade. I had a teacher, Mrs. Harris, at Doyon Elementary School in Ipswich, Massachusetts. We were our mascot was the clams, which is super intimidating. Like you see a clam coming your way, you have at most Watch seven up. weeks to get out of the way. Like and so she laminated a book of poems I wrote, uh, and I felt like a writer. And then Jenny and I met in the journalism department of Sanford University. So I was I was writing advertising. My dad's a pastor, so I grew up around a communicator. And so that was kind of what, what started it. Um, and Then I was in advertising for a while. And then one of the things, I would say one of the best conversations we've ever had was when I had plateaued in my career and Jenny was able to see it earlier than I was. And she was like, hey, you're 32. Like, this is real early to hit a ceiling. Like, we got to <laughs> figure out something else. And that's when I started freelancing, blogging, building an online platform. But I wouldn't have done that unless Jenny had been able to go, hey, you're at the top of this little ladder and there's nowhere else to go. So we got to get creative. Well, there was places for you to go,
3: but it wasn't things you wanted to do. Like he was a, he worked corporately as a writer for a Mm -hmm. bunch of different big brands, but you didn't want to be like a creative director. I didn't want to be a creative director.
2: And so I was a senior content designer and there was no super duper senior content. (laughs) So that's when like I started really going, okay, what can I do on the side? Can I write? Can I blog? And, but you saw it before I did.
3: Yeah, because you know, like in your twenties and thirties, mm-hmm. you're just building and trying to figure out work mm-hmm. in and of itself.
0: How do you have that gentle intervention of, as a spouse, seeing more potential in your spouse and having to communicate that?
2: Um, That's a good question. I can't wait for this answer.
0: <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think you have to know
3: what what's possible. You mm-hmm. have to believe what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. And when you know what they're capable of, you've got to ask them to go there. Mm -hmm. And I think that you got stuck. You know, he was a young man, and young men get stuck. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that was about like, hey, I I know your dreams are bigger than where this is right now, so we're going to find some other way to get there.
2: Well, and, and so here's a practical example of that. So at the time, I was getting up at like five a.m. to write a blog. I had a we had we job. had children the age of your children mm-hmm. three year old, one year old, small groups, so so busy. So Jenny was like, "Hey, you got a book deal, and it wasn't a lot of it was thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which at the end of Agent taxes was thirteen grand, And mm-hmm. people would be like, you're going to quit your job now that you got that book deal? As if you won a $13,000 yeah. lottery, and they'd be yeah. like, you won 13G? You moved to Mexico? Oh, <laughs> yeah. so sweet. I mean, and it's then, awesome. We, we were able amazing. to go to Disney a World ton for of the money. first time. Yeah. yeah. We, like, we didn't have to camp at <laughs> Disney World, like, outside the fence. Yes. like. <laughs> So,
0: but breaking that down, you said it takes five hundred to seven hundred hours of
2: work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's very low yes. paid. Work. Oh yeah, the oh, oh like it was. I yeah. could dance outside your house. For <laughs> yes. Like for yeah. that book. But so Jenny was like, "Look, here's my deal. Like, I'll take care of the kids on Mondays. You've got small group, a men's group that Monday night. Instead of coming home, go to a Burger King, crush on that book. I'll take care of the kids that day." if you'll be committed to writing that book three hours before the... So she made a compromise. And so she was like, by the way, it's not go goof off. Like you better be crushing at that Burger King, which is the joke I always do when people are like, do you need a writing cabin? I'm like, well, I wrote my first book in a Burger King, yeah, and not like one of the fancy ones. You're probably thinking, of, like, this regular... is like before Wi-Fi, before Wi-Fi. Like, <laughs> I think about those Burger King employees being like, this dude is in here a long because yeah. nobody yeah. offices at Burger King. No, and so, but that was an example of her going. I think that you can do a good job on this book. I'll create space if you'll honor that space by putting in hard work. We always right. talk about like mm-hmm. it's easy for spouses to support actions; it's hard for them to support words. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of times in marriage where the spouse that's a dreamer is like, ah, here's all these things I'm going to do. There's no action. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for a spouse to tie their belief to a word versus, wow, he's watching less TV. He's getting up at 5 a.m. He's doing all the things that he's making sacrifices of his own time, not our time. I don't win any points if I say to Jenny, I want to be a writer. So on Saturday, if you'll just take care of the kids all day, I'm going to focus on that. I win a lot more points if I'm up at 5 a.m. and I'm crushing before the house wakes up mm-hmm. because I've got something I believe in. So I think it was there was a lot of little things like that that we did together.
3: That, you know, that's just about growing up mm-hmm. and having to, like, realize, like, oh, these, mm-hmm. these little humans that we love take my best time and I'm going to have to go find other
0: time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does the self-help category ever have conflict within your home? And I I mean that in saying, I feel like we've interviewed therapists and stuff before where when your job is to coach the world, Mm -hmm. it can sometimes be a double-edged sword when you come home because it's like, oh, well, you wrote this to the world, but yet you're not living it in the house life.
2: Oh, I'll have like the kids have called me out on stuff like they'll go if I because one of the principles we studied in this book, Finish, was about how do you go from being a chronic starter into a consistent finisher because everybody Mm -hmm. starts and they don't finish and one of the things we found out was people overestimate what they can get done because of planning fallacy. And so they'll like you'll meet people that'll go, "I'm gonna run," like I'm gonna get into running. And you go, "Oh, that's great. What are you gonna do?" And they're like, "I'm gonna do a marathon <laughs> next week. I'm gonna do the Ironman." And you're <laughs> like, "Have you like what if you did a one k? <laughs> <laughs> what if we started there?" Yeah. Like, and so we this principle is cut your goals in half, like yeah. cut them in half, grow them. And so any time that I'm like, I'm gonna do this huge thing, one of my kids will be like. You should cut that in half. <laughs> Seems like a little yeah. bit more than you can And then do. we wrote, uh, the, the d- my daughters and I wrote a book, a Soundtracks for Teenagers book called Your New Playlist because so many parents came out of the woodwork after this one came out and said, is there one for teens? Because if I could have learned how to change my mindset at 14, it mm. would have changed the whole arc of my life. And I didn't have one. And I knew if I wrote it, it would be like, hello, fellow youths. Like, I didn't mean to be so (laughs) lit. Like, you guys like scooters more than skateboards. That's cool. Like, and so they wrote it. And so now even more so the idea of like, hey, that's a broken soundtrack. Or, hey, I think we need to be careful about that. They've taken that on. But I think they, like, we will, we do talk about these ideas a lot. And if I'm not living up to one of them, they'll go like, hey, that thing you said, like, here's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, like Ellie called me out the other day. Our oldest, we met this guy um, in this mountain town we were visiting, and he owns a clothing shop. And I was fascinated by him. He's a clothier, which I was like, I need a clothier. Like I need to know <laughs> at least one clothier. And <laughs> didn't even know
0: that was a word. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna maybe DM. John made it up.
2: Yeah, no, it was on his business card. And he uh, he was amazing, so fascinating to me. And so I said, I'm going to DM him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. oldest daughter immediately was like, the only reason you'll DM him versus like call the number in his business card is y- you want him to know you're verified yeah. and have a lot of followers. Yeah. So that's why you're doing it that way. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so like,
0: but she's not wrong. No, right? she wasn't wrong. Like, she was hundred yeah, percent right. Yeah. I was like,
2: Oh wow, you're right. That's an ego play. And so I think we're, we're all trying to, you know, have honest conversations in our house, but I don't think the self help, they look at it as my job. Yeah. Um, It's just what, I mean, it's, you know, whatever your dad does. Yeah. Yeah. what he does. But it's also
0: super powerful for your kids when you're constantly trying to better yourself and your your family and your lifestyle. They're learning that firsthand. Mm -hmm. Just to even be able to call that out and be like, no, don't use your followers for it. Yeah. It teaches a teenager a lot of incredible life lessons. We
2: talk about a lot. I mean, that's a running conversation, especially soundtracks, because it's been an easy handle of an idea. So like if. My youngest daughter says, I'll never get good at geometry. We go, hey, remember, absolutes are usually a broken soundtrack. So if you say, I'm the only one who didn't get invited to the mm-hmm. party, I'll never get better at this thing. I'm the worst in the grade. whoa. whoa, whoa. absolutes m- might not be true. Let's unpack that. You can you say- You also
3: wouldn't say that to your friends. So why would uh-huh. you say it to yourself? Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So we'll, we'll do stuff like that where they're going, oh yeah, okay, that's, that makes sense. And it, it's hard being a teenager. So it's, it's helpful, I think, for all of us to have those conversations. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up.
0: Oh my gosh, me too, and we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately.
1: Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too, and this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security.
0: We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple, to get the protection that's right for your family.
1: Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes.
0: 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus, it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you.
1: This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash That's
0: meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash East fan
1: policies issued by Western Southern life assurance company, not available in certain States prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below and let's get back to it. I'm so impressed and encouraged. I sometimes will look at whoever the you know author is and coaching. I, I shy away from because part of me is like, in order to coach, I have to extend these principles. And it's like me saying, I'm always doing X, Y, Z. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so for you to have Ginny in your corner, always checking you out and, and, mm-hmm. and keeping you in your place. Like just, I guess like humbling, but also directing is so powerful. And it's like, I am, I look to you guys I'm like, geez, I, I hope that's what, what our relationship yeah. does It's always, cause it's tricky. Like when you're, When people are listening to what you have to say, it's like, well, I better say some good stuff. And then all of a sudden you start saying good stuff and then it's not aligning fully. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is tension, you know?
2: Yeah, well, she'll say, like, if I say something because it was hooky but not true, she'll say, that wasn't true. It's because it rhymes. Because it (laughs) rhymes. And we'll see pastors do that. And she'll be like, oh. That was a fun line for him to yeah. say. Dang. Didn't help anybody. Wasn't true. Yeah. Like, cause it was well, sing songs. Well, writers like. Artists yeah, will right. say stuff and, they'll ju- and you'll just go, but what is that like? So, and there's so much terrible self-help love for yeah. where people are like, sometimes you have to gr- jump off the cliff and grow wings on the way down. That's not <laughs> yeah. how gravity works at all. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. never, <laughs> how, like, yeah. that is not, and it'll get 10,000 likes and yeah. we'll both be like, that's terrible. Yeah. Or Jenny will be like, if you're crying on camera, it's performance art. Yeah. It might've been, like, like honest originally, but anytime you're like, I have to get the angle right. Yeah. It's now shifted into performance art. So she'll, she'll be like, Hey, I don't, I think you're performing versus actually serving. Hey. And so, but, but it's also taken time. I would say the first X amount of years of our marriage, when you would tell me something was true, I would be grumpy. It wasn't great. It wasn't yeah. great. I would be grumpy for <laughs> yeah. like weeks and be like, can't believe she said that. And so now I feel like part of my job as a spouse is to shorten the distance. Where I turn around and go, oh yeah, that was a good call. Like yeah. that was that thing you said wasn't funny. Well, and that's here. just experience. Yeah. Like,
3: hey, like we we both want the best for each other. Yeah, yeah. And I think it takes a long time to learn that in a yeah. marriage.
0: I feel like you and I would be are very similar because yeah. the whole performance thing. I like I almost look for it in the world anymore. I'm like, is this real? Is yeah. it authentic, or is it like people acting? And there's so many actors with everything everything when it com- especially when it comes to coaching our um pastors and like leaders of the world it's like oh but you can just feel it doesn't you're like oh that's not real but no. i always say
2: like one of the things i say is that people who can't be questioned end up doing questionable things uh-huh. so if you show me an athlete show me a pastor show me a, a ceo that fell often you'll find that they were surrounded by people that could only be told things they wanted to hear yeah and there wasn't a single person maybe it was the third wife that was like the upgrade wife that was there's she's not gonna rock the boat like or he's not like the new spouse or whatever and so that's that's so critical but i yeah i don't want to sugarcoat like you tell me something difficult and i say thank you for that (laughs) third vitamin that was amazing and we make out (laughs) that's not real that wouldn't be real like there's we
3: no but we are also in our 40s so we are much better at that than we were when we were
2: 28 yeah totally yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, we wouldn't be on this couch at 28. No. <laughs> like no way. I mean, we're anyway.
0: we're still working through it. We're yeah. in the yeah. early stages of working oh, yeah. through that.
2: Yeah, and it's
3: it's it's hard. Yeah. You know, that part is hard.
2: I remember we went to counseling. Remember what I think it was Jeff Pipe said to us. He was like, "This is early on." He was like, "John and Jenny, you both have tremendous insight into John." And that was his kind of way we of saying like, "John, shut up. Like yeah. you're not creating space for Jenny to be fully her." Yeah. And and have a full active because I was doing all the talking, and and so, there we're also the byproduct of like working on counseling, and you
0: yeah, know. Mm-hmm, you know, and two Which decades, every on. couple, we're huge advocates yeah. of that. We think you should go to counseling before anything is wrong.
2: Just, yeah, why why wait for an emergency? Yeah, like just get. I mean, you didn't in the Olympics. You weren't like I'm in the Olympics now. I better find a coach. Yeah, you, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean. Like you were in yeah. Iowa doing I don't know like cartwheels. Like okay, gotta <laughs> this coach is helping me because someday like. You didn't wait until you really needed it. You Mm -hmm. worked with a coach your whole time.
1: The other thing that I was so impressed by and hearing you guys interact there was I recently had a discussion with a a couple uh, married and the wife was like, you know, my husband's just like, he's a hoarder. Like, he's just a hoarder. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, dang, there's something, this relates back to soundtracks, there's something unfortunate about like, I kind of I kind of view all qualities as being on a range, right? On a you spectrum, could, yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, it's kind of uh, it's not very generous to apply the extreme version of whatever quality to your spouse, but to hear how you recognize, like, I'm sure John has fault. I we all I'm do. Not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I, you know, I can't see him, John. You're real your real skin is right great. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're actually,
0: you're drying out <laughs>
1: yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. i For those who are watching, if you've seen sweat drop, the AC broke. So I, yeah. have, I have a hey, towel next Hey, but it's back on. Now. Yeah, I've it just been bringing on. fire. It you have. nothing to do with the AC. <laughs> yes. Just can't just do straight it. Straight
2: fire. That's what but the kids say.
1: It seems like, and I, actually, this is a lesson I've been trying to learn in our marriage six years in. Like, sure, Sean doesn't do a lot of things that I want her to do, and she does a lot of things that I don't like her to do what if I started like focusing like
0: what
1: <laughs> <laughs> What if I focus more on I don't know the aspirational Sean and like pushing her towards that as opposed to just hounding on like mm-hmm. you're a hoarder and that's what you are you know it's like I don't know there's some, there's some generosity that needs to be said both with your self-talk as you were t- as oh, yeah. you were discussing earlier but also like I think extending that into your significant other and your spouse like be generous with your soundtracks that you're playing.
3: Well, you can't keep score.
2: No, there's no score. Yeah, like score. you,
3: you know, I mean, if you keep score, then you always make it so you win, win and that yeah. means your spouse loses. Yeah,
2: that's a huge I mean, principle like, for us. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just can't keep.
3: You know, you can't keep like I unloaded the dishwasher, he did And You can't do that kind of thinking. Yeah. It just just dis- it'll destroy your marriage. Because then you're your competing marriage. against the person. Yeah.
2: And then, yeah, and we joke with our kids that we've taught our kids that principle because, like, if we say to them, "Hey, we want you to unload the dishwasher," they'll be like, "Oh," and you'll go, "You don't want to score me." Like mm-hmm. you don't want to step into the arena with me on who's unloaded the dishwasher. More. That's yeah. what you're trying to like, Let's like not I, do win. Score. I win. I <laughs> win. Like if I ask you to make dinner and you go, Oh, like well, you don't want to do the dinner yeah. game. Cause I'm going to crush you. Like yeah. I'm Michael Jordan of dinners. And so I think not keeping score is a big part of it. Um, but also like not, yeah, we don't do a lot of labeling no. um, hmm. because it's not, it's not helpful. Um, and it ends up being an excuse for bad behavior too. Like, Oh, that's just my identity and where it's like, no, like it might be something you deal with or you're working on, but if you say I'm this, then it's like I'm determined to be that, and there's no growth in that. Mm-hmm. So we're yes, kind of like, dude. like, where's hey. the growth in that? Yeah,
3: like well, it's like you we wouldn't say, oh, you're so messy, like yeah. but, you know, because then like then that's becomes sort of like it becomes a role a that role. becomes
2: a role, and and so we're we're kind of always yeah we talk about that a lot, but I would just say there's not a ton of labeling. Um, but don't keep score. Don't keep score. Yeah. Dang. Nobody game. wins. I'm sorry. No. I have.
1: I, well, I want to, soundtracks is, is so
2: powerful. Sa- uh, we're
1: there. In the, uh, I guess in the, the, the hoarding example, like on the one side, yeah, sure, I probably have some of that in me, mm-hmm. but if the opposite of hoarding is like, let's just say minimalism, mm-hmm. you could just, you could say, hey, my spouse is a minimalist in training, you know, mm-hmm. like, and to see them that way, but mm-hmm. anyway, uh, this book, soundtracks, the thesis resonates so well with me because I graduated from Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Was like th- the number one rated recruit for long snapping going into the NFL, which doesn't mean much, to be honest yeah. with you. Long snappers, it's a, you know, it's kind of a ambiguous thing. still the bit. NFL. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say.
2: Yeah. It's I not re- the CFL.
1: <laughs>
3: As John says, <laughs> like, it's real hard to... When you get on a field and try to kick anything, you're like, yeah, no, yeah.
2: everybody. It's one of those positions uh, where people are like, oh, I could probably. No, you can't. <laughs> yes. Like, no, you can't do it alone yeah. in a stadium. Yeah. Never mind any degree of pr- like, stop yeah. it. You're an accountant. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I showed up to Kansas City that I've literally I've long snapped at this point for 20 years of my life. Showed up and like overthinking. Literally, my my perspective went from like you know, enjoying the process, enjoying the teammates, like just going along and enjoying the ride to literally my soundtrack was like the smallest possible loop yeah. of me being like, you're you're not good enough. You don't belong here. You're going to mess this you're gonna up. You're going to find out. And I, dude, yeah. I, I long, my performance in the NFL that first year was as poor as like when I was in middle school, mm. it was like crazy. I literally just, I like, I just uh, what's the word? I like went backwards. Regress. Regress. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. My gosh, it was crazy, but it was
0: actually wild to witness as a spouse thing because we were newly married and trying to figure out a role as a spouse in that position because yeah. I had already had my entire gymnastics career and I'd gone through all of these like overthinkings and like mental You'd blocks and I had those, before. yeah. But witnessing it firsthand is so humbling because. As a spouse, I didn't know whether to take on a coaching role of like, dude, you're messing this up. Yeah, like, yeah. like I tough went, love. Oh, <laughs> or yeah, <do> slowly <laughs> walking. Yeah. not what he needed. But not what he needed. <laughs> no. But or take on the spouse role of just supporting and loving and reassuring him of like, you're in the right place for a reason. Yeah, people didn't misjudge you or your talent or whatever. But funny anecdote from then was up until this point in his career. He had a very like traditional system of how he went about his like daily routines and snapping. And I remember you walked into camp and you called me one day and you're like, I need gloves. I need gloves. My hands are too sweaty. I'm going to like slip with the ball. And I was like, what is it? What? Yeah. It's like, You've never snapped with gloves in your entire life. What? And I saw like a picture from training camp. He had gloves on. And he said, your snaps were all messed up in the back of my head. I'm like, babe, what are you doing?
4: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, And then he was trying to figure out chalk situations and like all these things. But to see that and to witness just how debilitating overthinking can be instead of relaxing your mind and like using it the proper way was really it was really fascinating to watch you like have to go through that whole journey of figuring it out, because when you when you made it into the NFL. You, I remember you even saying, I just don't think anymore. I go out there and I have confidence in my ability and I have fun with it. And I just.
1: My soundtrack changed. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, I got a question for you.
0: Okay. What is it?
1: On a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> how would you rate your hydration style?
0: Um, Interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I <laughs> sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you?
1: I would say I'm a chug type of guy, no doubt, but whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone.
0: I actually really love liquid IV, especially since Nursing Bear, I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup.
1: My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness.
0: Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone.
1: However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free, in bulk, nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EastFam at checkout.
0: That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EastFam at liquidiv.com. Well,
2: and part of it, I mean, what I've learned, for me anyway, is that I don't need to hype anything up. I'm already at a 10. Like I'm already at, like I live at a 10. So I never in life need to hype anything bigger than it is. Cause then I start overthinking. So like, and Jenny, we talked about this like last week because I have a a really big speaking event. Um, See, he was about to say a different word and changed it. <laughs> what was he going to say? He, huge. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the big. The biggest. Jenny right, was it. like, no, no, no. I don't stop it. saying no. it's the biggest of your career. Yeah. <laughs> she said last week, it won't save you or break you. Neither of those two extremes going to happen. Go do your job. Go to yeah. your job. It's an event. And so if I end up over-hyping stuff, then overthinking starts. But if I go... Okay, it's a 30-minute keynote. Mm-hmm. I've done a 1,000 of those. Mm-hmm. I love those. Like, if I can tell myself the truth about the situation. I'm really – I'm experienced at this. I'm, I'm good at, at this. this. Like, I know. I, like, I love it. Like, it's my favorite space to be. I work the entire year to get to be on 50 stages a year. And so if I do that versus yeah, Ron Howard's going to be there, Bob Iger's going to – like, if I do yeah. that, forget it. Yeah. Like, that's just fuel on the overthinking fire. So now – but I think the key is, the older you get, the, the faster you get at recognizing the moments coming up where that's a possibility. So mm-hmm. like transition moments. So okay, now our kid's going to kindergarten. What we, and Jenny's really good at going, no, don't mourn when your kid goes to mm-hmm. kindergarten. Celebrate that they are because that's what you want to happen. Mm-hmm. The alternative is what you should mourn, that your kid didn't get to go to kindergarten. And then like the weird thing with parenting is, you if you weep while you're putting your kid on the bus, what does that tell your kid? cuz the the saddest thing for a kid is to see their parents sad yeah. and them go I'm doing this. I must make my mom my I'm making my mom weep right now in a thing I thought I was supposed to be excited about. And you go wow and you're a little 6-year-old going I'm so sorry I hurt my mom that way. Like as uh, like and then that changes yeah. their first day and as a parent you're like no I don't I didn't think about that. So you're really good at going hey, there's a transition moment coming up. Like well, let's but pre- y'all talk have about learned, what it's
3: going to like gloves you know like you learn over time the things that indicate how your spouse is maybe heading in a direction that isn't changing your
2: routine was a signal so now if something big was coming up and he changed his routine you go this feels like a gloves move yeah and you would go oh that's the joy of being married for a long time is that you develop shorthand to go hey i think this feels like gloves and you go yeah you're right, this is the new version of gloves, what am I doing? And if you'll listen to each other and grow with each other, you develop this shared language.
3: And it shortens that you don't have to get that far before you're like, He doesn't have to
2: wear the gloves for two weeks. Like, he can, on his way to the store, be like, oh, you're right. Yeah, He's right, these are gloves, I don't need these gloves, what am I doing? And then you you just continue to iterate. Mm
0: -hmm. We were speaking off camera when everything got too hot, Mm -hmm. Um, that you guys are two years out of empty nesters. Yeah. Have you noticed any overthinking going into that or nerves?
2: I've had more, like, oh.
0: Well, I mean, I think I've got that same soundtrack in that we,
3: like, this is what we, this was our goal, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to produce happy, healthy, balanced adults. Full cup
2: kids, yeah. But adults, like,
3: yeah. we, I mean, like, they're awesome as kids, mm-hmm. but the goal is to make them functional adults. That's
2: one of our soundtracks Yeah, we're not raising kids, we're raising adults. Yeah. And so, like. But I would say my overthinking is like, oh, this is the drama of like, oh, the last time we'll go to Sonic. You know, like, anytime I'm adding (laughs) They come come back. They come back. And Jenny, so Jenny would say, Um. hey, remember her good friend that's at Sanford? Um, We saw her six times this fall. (laughs) She came back six times. Like, Ellie's not getting on the Titanic. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, that's. So yeah, we've talked about that. um, And just trying to figure out what's the next stage look like and. How do we, you know, a family of three for, you know, a couple of years with McRae, what does that look like? So well,
3: I think some of it is is that we're more experienced so we can recognize ahead of time when, like, the wind is about to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, wind, the winds are going to blow from the west instead of the east or whatever. And, like, we kind of know that that's coming in a good way. Yeah. And, you know, kind of get to look and say, like, oh, I wonder what that's going to be like next.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Dang. I'm a... Uh I'm continually humbled by, in parenting, this fine line you have to walk between, like, enjoying the moment and recognizing that it really is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, like sending your kid off to kindergarten. Sure. But on the other hand, having the, I guess it's a type of courage to, like, Mm. to not weep, you know? Mm. It's like, all right, no, this is.
2: Well, courage to know that they're prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And they're ready. And to let them be the star of the moment. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, it's real okay. easy for parents to step in and be like, you can play a cameo in my launching into yeah. you kindergarten. You're like, well, that's the person going to kindergarten. Like, <laughs> you're not, like, yeah. you already went. You already yeah. did your kindergarten. Like, let this little dude, this little girl be the star. But I, but I would say, like, that's one of the things we talk about a lot is, like, and I, I put this story in soundtracks. One of the best things Jenny ever told me cause was when I was traveling for work. I went from no travel days to, like, 80 a year for speaking
3: mm-hmm. like when they were in like mm-hmm. later elementary middle school yeah
2: and so I would really be like I'm so sorry I'm leaving I'll be home in four sleeps like mm-hmm. I would really make a production of it and Jenny eventually was like hey she pulled me aside and was like you feel guilty and shame guilt and shame about traveling and you're asking the kids to hold it and they don't feel that interesting because yeah. the way your brain works mirror neurons kids will mirror the emotions their parents put out so what I was doing was telling these kids that had no idea that dad traveling should be a bad thing, going, hey, um, I want you to feel really sad right now and really upset, and you don't know when I'm coming back because you can't really keep time yeah. anyway because you're a kid, so like, <laughs> I just really want to, and then I would stir them up, and then I'd leave, and I'd say, here you go, Jenny, here's some kids that are <laughs> and emotional they would be mask. distraught, yeah. yeah <laughs> and so Jenny was like, we love that you're getting to do something you love, and mm-hmm. that's what we want to show the kids, go do your job. And the other thing is, I, I always tell parents, if you talk about how you hate your job for 18 years, you're teaching your kids to hate their job. Yeah, Like no wonder the kid doesn't want to get a job out of college. You demonized work for 18 years and then you're surprised the kid doesn't want to go to work. So she was like, when you go to travel, celebrate it, be happy about it. That's the mood we're establishing in the family. And let's tie it to stuff we get to do. So when we would go to Disney, Jenny would go, remember that weekend dad was in Oklahoma at that speaking event. Because of that, we got, Isn't isn't that amazing that that is connected? So connecting the pieces for your kids so they grow up with that sense of gratitude about work, about the stuff you get to do versus, because so many business travelers, especially with like mom guilt will go, I'm the worst mom ever. I'm so sorry I have to leave. And your kid, again, doesn't know that yet. You're teaching them shame and guilt and all these things that they're like, okay, I guess I'll hold this. I mean, I'm six, it's heavy. And so we always, I feel like we're always unpacking stuff like that in our own life yeah Uh, the way we say it is less feelings just do math (laughs) oh yeah less feelings more math (laughs) we said that the other day i mean a a couple months ago when we had a uh one of our daughters had a big a big final and she was stressed out about it and she kept trying to go feelings and we're like no no feelings just math we're we're just gonna we're gonna we can have all the feelings tomorrow afternoon like we'll just go ahead and put them all tomorrow afternoon tonight they're not helping like Mm -hmm. they're actually distracting you from Prepping Learning, for this test. Prepping for this test. And so we'll say that about a lot of things, like <laughs> less feelings, more math. Like, let's just figure out this.
3: Let's figure out how to do this formula. Yeah. We're going to know how to do it at the end of The practicing. formula doesn't reflect
2: yeah. on your identity. It's <laughs> not who you are. It doesn't impact who you'll meet in college. Because like, yeah. <laughs> your feelings will be like, let's swirl it. Yeah. And so I think Jenny's really good at Because Jenny's like this, and I'm like up and down. Um, and so I think that's been fantastic kind of.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by AG1. Guess what, babe? What? I did something this morning. The second I walked into the office, and I do it every day, actually, so you should know what it is. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yes, because you go on a rant about it all the time. Uh, You actually interrupted our morning meeting because you were, like, ingesting so many drinks. You had, like, your hydration drink. You had, like, your water. You had your, like, coffee. And then for, like, the fifth time, you got up and went and made an Athletic Greens.
1: That's right. I'm actually... I'm actually taking it twice a day now. It, was really I like impressive. it that much. I have AG1 twice a day. It's because one scoop of AG1 gives me all the multivitamins I need for the day.
0: I have had so many different people ask me. I feel like for some reason, we've become the supplement people, like advocates. And we have tried and tested so many different ones, but AG1 has been our go-to. But my mom was even the first person to say, if I were to take one thing, just one thing a day, what would you recommend? And I would highly recommend AG1 because in one scoop of AG1, it gives you 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens for the day.
1: I really can't go a day without it I feel like I'm doing something detrimental to my health if I don't take it but anyway it really is the best we take it every day and it also supports better sleep quality and recovery which is huge for all you parents out there it's good for you your immune system your uh, nervous Digestion. system, digest it go on and on the list the list is very long
0: uh, to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash EastFam.
1: Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash EastFam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We'll also link it down below. Click it. Let's get back to it. <laughs> what are some of the soundtracks that you guys uh, have as a couple, but also individually? Like r- routine?
2: One we say is uh, we don't show up hungry. But you go. you What does that even mean? And so... When we're on a road trip, if we're staying at somebody's house, we eat like an hour before we get there because they're already doing us a great service by letting us stay there. We don't roll in a hot mess and be like, "Now make us dinner." Yeah. So it's a micro soundtrack for a macro principle of think about others. And so we're trying, like with our kids, we try to go, "Go, like, hey, okay, what's the soundtrack?" Early is on time. Early is on time. Like <laughs> that's one that we say in our family. Like, do the hard thing first. So like, we, one of our it's such a silly principle, but in the morning. When they're getting ready for school, we'll say, "Don't be on your phone for the first twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, enjoy the last twenty minutes on your phone, Mm -hmm. but get your shoes on, eat your breakfast. Like, do the hard stuff first, then you can enjoy the last twenty minutes. Like, if you're ready early, if you're ready early, like, so that's that's another that's another little one um, that we'll say. A lot of them are practical. I mean, one of them that's less practical is, um, don't be a middle camper. (laughs) Like we say, don't be a middle camper because when you camp, like, say you camp on a ring that's on a lake. What'll happen is there'll be a road, and this is car camping. This isn't fancy. There's a road like goes, at a
3: campsite. Yeah, a campsite. Like
2: they're always in loops. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. the the outer loop is all. The it's ones the that are nicer on the water. sites, and then the middle loops are the middle sites.
3: Yeah, and, and there's and no those, water, no access, and, and, and th- those
2: go last. Those go last, which means somebody wasn't prepared. So we're like, be prepared, because we always joke like a middle camper will show up at two a.m. Yeah. <laughs> like they they're trying to set up a tent in the dark. The whole yeah. thing's a mess. And we're like a little bit of prep you get to be on a lake like it's the same price like so we're all free (laughs) so like will that's a running one because if we see somebody doing something that's really the worst way to do it or the hardest the hardest like a lot of people make their lives harder than they need to be we'll go that's such a middle camper behavior like let's not be middle campers like how do we and so that's that's what just
3: in which is our shorthand for like let's just have a little bit of force be prepared
2: do your work Mm -hmm. like you know, enjoy the results of it. So, yeah, but we, there's some that we try to personify. So it's it's easy for us to be like, oh, yeah. Like if,
3: on a hiking trail, if somebody's wearing flip-flops. Yeah. That's
2: kind of a middle camper. Yeah, well, yeah, that's middle right? ca- Like, you're going to get blisters. Yeah, then like. Or
3: you might break your ankle. Right,
2: break, yeah. break your ankle. And so, like, we'll be like, remember, don't be a middle camper. So we always, <laughs> that's one for us that is really, like, no one else would get that. But it's something that we joke. And Ellie registering for classes. Like, you can apply it to anything where you go, How do I get ahead of this and make it, like, as easy as possible? Like, I want it to be as easy as possible. Like, or or always say, like, you know, be kind to your future self. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. what can you do today that makes your future self so grateful? Like, so happy. They're like, oh, I'm so glad that last week Jenny did this work so that this week Jenny gets the benefit.
3: It's like when you buy an extra um, roll of toilet paper so that when you're out, you're like, oh, look, I already bought more. Yeah, I hooked myself
2: up. So we'll be like, oh, take care of your future self. Like, because it's the only one you have. And so we say stuff like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Uh, it seems like you guys are so good at tagging events that could cause a lot of friction between you and your daughters or your marriage with like analogies that kind of break the ice and tension a little bit. Like mm-hmm. instead of saying you're not prepared for this, you're like, don't be a middle camper. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. I don't do that at all. I need to take well, a we lesson. We need
2: handles. I think we always talk <clears throat> about like you need sticky handles
3: like something, that, like if a basket's easier to use, it has a handle. Yeah. yeah. So something that you can pick it up and take it with you with. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so we try to put handle Without on it ideas. being
3: like yeah. super, like it's going to like label you.
2: you yeah, know? or super dramatic, like we need to have a come to Jesus moment for an hour and have an intervention <laughs> about this idea. It's like, no, just don't be a middle camper. Like one of the ones we're saying right now that's fairly new is that's an unforced error like that's an unforced error like the way you were doing that so last night this is fresher <laughs> than fresh this is real life so my oldest daughter wanted to go kayaking with her friends but we this were morning. this and, morning and we're going to be here we we're going to be here and we're like you can't use the trailer like it's yeah. super hard and so we bought kayak racks, and last night we were setting them up on the car, and there was no way they weren't going to fall off and kill somebody in Hills.
3: Well, I mean, we we could get them on it, was barely when, yeah. with ratchets yeah. and
2: like a 19 or an 18 year old. You're like, good luck with some ratchets, yeah. some wet kayaks, yeah. like and, and getting it back up on the roof of the car. Yeah. So I said last night, this feels like a massive unforced error, and she's like, it really is. And so we said, hey. We'll take you on Sunday. We'll yeah. make the a trailer. Like, let's not have an unforced error. Because yeah. there's a lot of times in life, again, where you're making it harder than it needs to be. And yeah. you go, let's pause for a second. Is this an unforced error? And you go, mm, that's not a good one. Yeah. Let's do it a smarter way. We said that last night. Yeah. And she didn't go kayaking. And she said, okay, that's great. I'll go Sunday. and because I could, we could just tell this was gonna be a disaster, and it didn't need to be. Yeah, she wasn't kayaking to save orphans. Yeah. like it wasn't. She was kayaking to get diabetes medicine. Like, yeah. it was just a funny, silly kayak thing. And so we talk about stuff like that. Wow,
0: I have learned so much. <laughs> so many things that we need to like start working on as well.
2: well. You guys are young. We're old. I mean, I have very gray hair, like mid forties. Like, you that's got pretty gray big. hair, man. I mean, (laughs) I started like a week, like a, when did I go gray? Like 10 years ago?
0: As I say, Andrew's probably got a year or two and he'll be the same way. Is your dad gray?
2: Yeah. My dad is straight white. White. My dad looks like Anderson Cooper. He's like whiter than whiter than white. That's his dad as well. Yeah. But when I
3: met his dad, which he was your age when I met your dad, he, I would have thought his hair was super gray then, but it was this color now, Mm -hmm. you know, so
2: there's more to go. Yeah, there is. Yeah. (laughs) But dude, when a dude dyes his hair, you can tell. Like (laughs) it looks so obvious. Like it looks like Magnum P.I.'s mustache. Like that is. So I'll never. My kids, our kids would kill me. Like they're like, please don't dance on TikTok. Like what? Like I'm fine with you making reels because that's for old people. That's old people's TikTok. But please don't dance. And like they're like, please don't dye your hair. So if I showed up one day at dinner and I was like black, like midnight, they'd be like. oh.
1: Is it weird for you? Like you have seven books out. Yeah. When John's gone kids are here your seven books are still gonna be here like the or like our version would be youtube videos or podcast episodes. It's like the legacy it's it's a kind of weird thing to wrap your mind around have you put much thought into like the effect that these will have on your kids now and also in the in the future
2: um I think it's
3: a little weird because it's like I'm sure for you with older youtube videos like it's like moments in time, yeah. Like and so like when you go and look at a book before you know, like you're like, oh, that's me at thirty yeah. five. So there yeah. is it's like little bits of you that are captured and frozen in time. Mm-hmm.
2: But I, I think that I think their book will be more for that, like your new playlist, I think it'll be like that for them. Like because yeah, because the, the, the girls wrote that um, with them, yeah. And I think now they're like, oh, okay, books aren't impossible. You know how it is. Like, yeah, once yeah. you do a difficult thing, you realize, okay, there's not a ton of gatekeepers. Like, I can just try it. Like, you can be a long snapper. Like, there's people that, there's humans that do that. Yeah. And I'm a human, so, you know, can I write a book? And um, can I start a podcast? Like, I've had Ellie on my podcast, and so that's fun to think about, like, she came on All it, All it Takes Is a Goal, and we talked about being a modern teenager. And so it's. It was on her sh- our student shadow day. Student shadow day. She shadowed me, <laughs> nice. and I was like, well, they were going to do a podcast. Um, <laughs> and she was like. <laughs> yeah. wow. And I made her prepare the questions. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I think about it that way that it's, it's fun to think that. well, and it just feels like a mustard seed. You put stuff out, you have no idea where it's going to go or what it's going to do, but you know it's going to do more than if you didn't put stuff out. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you get to, I always tell people like, I have the exact best level of fame. Cause like i once a week, somebody will come up to me and give me a random compliment. Yeah. Like, I like what you do for your job. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Like yeah. no accountant gets that. Like if you're yeah. an accountant walking down the street, nobody comes up and goes, um, I just want to let you know you did my taxes. you are so good at numbers. Like, and so that part's fun to see people whose lives have changed and have been encouraged that that encourages me. That's great.
1: Wisdom bombs come from what?
3: Uh, I don't know. Do <laughs> you want me to brag on you? No, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a good student of the people
2: that I love. How about that? Oh, even that's good. I'm a good student of the people I love. That's like a book title. <laughs> Lifeway had put that on a study. I'm a good student of the people I love. But her background, she has her undergrad in photojournalism, and then her master's in construction management at Georgia Tech. Wow. So like, wow. Very few people go from photojournalism to full ride to Georgia Tech I
3: married cool. a writer that was part of it you
2: oh you <laughs> thought you were gonna have to provide <laughs> oh, that's, <so> <laughs> that's real like <laughs> yeah but I turned it around it was, it, it was such to go there for a while dude her, can we say the dad <laughs> sure okay so when I asked her dad for her hand of marriage he said no and he was right. Like what? now we love each other. He was right. I've never a hundred percent. Like now John think, was a chump uh, Yeah, or a knucklehead. <laughs> knucklehead. Is that a nicer? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So like I was going nowhere. And so like I now with my own kids, I'm like, I have this vision of my father-in-law who I love pulling me aside and being like, when I when one of my kids might be dating a knucklehead, and they are like, dude, we'll get through this. <laughs> like, yeah we got through you like yeah. it's gonna like and it and so yeah like it's so uh, funny to think 20 years later like 25 or 23 yeah, 23, 24, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so we yeah we we love them we bought a house that's a mile from where they live like that's we awesome. love being part of their life now and so mm-hmm. to see that full circle but Jenny has a really interesting background um that I think informs a lot of the way you think but I love that you said I had to go get a master's because I was marrying a writer. Did did <laughs> he awesome. say
1: no or not yet or like he said
3: w- kind of wait? It's blurry. Yeah, to me. <laughs> it sounded <was> like a.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was the worst. It wasn't moment a yes, a <laughs> yes. <house> ever. <laughs> it was definitely not a yes. <laughs> um yeah and we joke about it now oh, but at the time right, I, yeah. I, I didn't see the humor. He
3: still proposed.
2: Yeah. I still proposed. Oh. I still moved on. Yeah. <laughs> so it a like, knucklehead. That's yeah. risky. Yeah. Man. I mean but, and they were so I didn't so, know that. <laughs> they never brought it up again. Like they once it, it was happening they were like we're full on to this. We'll support like they were so I have nothing but good things to say about. I I feel like I won the in-law lottery. But but to see what they were like, let's see. So yeah. then when things started to turn around, I started to like Get into my groove. They must have been like, oh, thank goodness. Jenny did good work from the back end. Dying in the rough. (laughs) A lot of rough. I had to say,
0: similar situation. My dad said yes, 100%, and loved Andrew from day one. But it was a similar situation where I had already, like, an established career. Mm -hmm. So I was self-sufficient and everything. Uh And you hadn't even graduated college. And my parents were kind of like, okay, it's like, how does this work? If you guys want to go buy a house, like.
3: They were just. They knew the logistics of that in a, oh, a marriage a work, would yeah. be. Yeah, would that would be hard in a marriage? Yeah, initially. it's just
0: it's like that faith from like the parents mm-hmm. of like, okay, is he like gonna do something? Like yeah. we don't know.
4: Yeah,
1: we are still, still waiting. Oh, stop it! Okay. Who are some of uh, who are some of your favorite inputs for like sort of pastors or books or? Uh, Ali Andrews.
2: Whatever? Yeah, um, Ali Andrews is in Nashville. He's brilliant and um, runs this counseling center called Porter's Call. That's for musicians because this town is full of musicians mm-hmm. that, that need a, a safe place to land. And he uh, was college roommates with my dad. So when I moved to Nashville, he was like, if you need an old man in the city, I'll be that old man. And so he's been a great input. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I mean, your parents have been great yeah. inputs. Um, we both have been.
3: Well, uh, you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. with marriages and couples that you like their marriage. Mm-hmm.
2: You look at people 10 years ahead and go, I like the way they love each other. I like, where they're, like that they've got plans together.
3: Yeah, and like, and then go be friends with them.
2: Yeah, and cool. then go, and then go learn. Like the Murrays, I would say. Like yeah, we love Hunter and Kristen, and they're a couple years ahead of us. Not mm-hmm. Scott and Emily are a couple years ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So marriage-wise, we definitely have that. Who would you say if I say Al Andrews? Who would you say? I don't know. I, it's hard for me to. Is think. it me? You just don't oh, think. it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Don't have the wisdom. I sometimes this is so silly. If say like somebody recognizes me at the airport. And when they walk away, I'll turn to Jenny and be like, "And just think, you get to spend all day with me. That was only 10 minutes from me. What a gift. And she'll be like, ugh. Uh-huh. And it's this running joke with my kids and my wife. But I mean, I don't know. You, you have so many wise people in your life, friends, that you're deliberate about spending time
3: with. Yeah, it's just like go surround yourself mm-hmm. with people that are headed in a direction that is the way you want to go.
2: Mm-hmm. And one of our handles is fruit is loud. Like the fruit of somebody's life is loud. Mm-hmm. So you can tell, like, oh, they're like where they are. That's that fruit is loud. I want that fruit too. What does it look like for me to do those things, or be, you know, have that type of marriage or mm-hmm. type of type of health or whatever kind of goal you have? Um, it's not. It's usually not mysterious.
1: Can we add you guys to our list of couples? We totally. Mm-hmm. totally. I, oh, I want to meet your ask. dog
2: too. Now that I know you guys have a dog, yeah, you live like ten minutes from <laughs> us. Oh, well, like, so
0: we technically have three dogs. A lot of dogs. So yeah. downstairs we have the Malinois and a little. Thing, a little thing, lost opso Maltese mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. she's adorable. ball. and then yeah. our personal dog at home is a golden retriever. Oh, nice, so nice. It's my parents' dog downstairs. He's like the guard dog here. Ah,
1: yes. I
2: gotcha.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but yes,
1: I have this hypothesis that the best self help is marriage. I should cl- clarify that and say that you like if you really need self help, like if you have some big issues, yeah. probably don't get married. Yeah. But like. If you're on this, you know, mm-hmm. ma- marriage is such a powerful tool for. Oh, ah, <laughs> we talked about it.
2: Dude. We
3: we say yeah. the biggest hack is two people pushing in one direction. Oh my yeah gosh.
2: Oh yeah, we talk about that all the time, and nobody
3: talks. Nobody th- talks about it. it really? I don't because I mean it. It's limiting, you know, like yeah. you have to have that person that wants to push in the same direction as yeah. you. Yeah. But two people pushing in one direction, you can do anything. Well, oh. I also
0: think we live in a society and world where people are so me-focused of like, yeah. until I perfect me, then I can't go find someone. Mm-hmm. No. And yeah. you see it. No, though. you got to go grow up together. Like, up go raise each other. Because yeah. 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 we we even, we got married young by our friend's standards, and they were like, oh. You don't get to go live your life and do all this. And for us, it was kind of like, well. But I, we get to do it together. I want to do it together. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it better.
2: Yeah. No, I've. I, we talk about that all the time, that a marriage is, like, the best life hack of all time. Like, a healthy, strong, supportive. There's no way I could do any of this without Jenny's input, <coughs> support, like, Sorry. thoughts, wisdom, like, but, but you need two
3: people pushing in the same direction. Yeah. It's hard when you both are pushing in different directions. Yeah. You know, important things. But if mm-hmm. you push in the same direction, you can go really far. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we talk about that all the time.
1: Have you ever not been on that, like, pushing in different dire- Have you ever been pushing in different directions?
2: Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah.
3: Totally. I mean, yeah, and, and we fought like cats and yeah. dogs. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah,
2: Atlanta. Our first couple of years. I would say maybe, I don't know, how many years? Like six years? Five or six years. Five or six years. Yeah, I mean, but remember, like, I was working at great companies, but I was really frustrated because I wanted to write books, like I wanted, or I wanted to do something else, but I didn't know what it was, and I was really frustrated. And there's so many people have said, like, when you have a passion and you're not using it, you like, you're hard to live with. You're hard Mm -hmm. to live with. Jenny said before, writers who aren't writing are hard to live with. I think that's true of anything. Like Mm -hmm. CEOs who aren't CEOs are hard to live with because you have this thing, and so yeah, I was super frustrated. Um, super grumpy about it, like, and th- and it took years to kind of get that motion. Well, you kept
3: thinking that it was the job, but it was him. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: That's really – I mm-hmm. jumped jobs so much being like, screw this job. This mm-hmm. job is the problem. And I get to the next job. This is going to surprise you. Same problem showed up there. Yeah. And then I was like, this is the next job. And so, like, that gave Jenny whiplash um, yeah. from, a, from a career perspective.
3: Yeah, and we were young. You yeah. know, we were figuring it out, yeah. but – um, I we weren't pushing in that same direction.
2: Um, well, I wasn't pushing because in any he direction. didn't
3: know what direction he wanted to go. It was hard for me to support him if he didn't know where he wanted to go. Yeah, and we figured that out together.
2: Like early thirties, we figured that. Yeah, out. and then yeah, and then certain transitions get easier, even if they're challenging. We're like starting our own business nine years ago. That was challenging. Like mm-hmm. we left Dave Ramsey, this really established, successful brand, where we learned a ton and to start our own business that was a big transition but we knew how to handle it better this time around because yeah because we knew it. how
0: to push in the same direction yeah mm-hmm. 21 years of marriage mm-hmm. seven books mm-hmm. if you were to each take one piece of advice to give to couples mm-hmm. what would you share
2: I think you're don't keep score. Don't keep score
3: is what I was going to say. Like, yeah. yeah, like you just, you can't keep score. Like the score is a hundred on like each person should give a hundred percent. Like I should give a hundred percent and he should give a hundred percent. Not each of us give 50. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. cause sometimes they're not going to give any mm-hmm. and sometimes you're not going to give any. So yeah. you can't keep score.
2: I would say, I would say something that, well, I mean. There's and you can't say things that you can't say. Like oh, some things can't be untied. some things
3: you like. You can't say things that you can't take back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like you just can't say like hurtful, hurtful things ever.
2: Yeah, and we've had friends go through divorces, and that and was they and that's the that's
3: typically how it yeah. starts is they start saying things that can't be unheard. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I would say one of the pieces of advice we got from a pastor named John Woodall was that and in a marriage there's two people there's a how person and a wow person typically yeah typically and jenny's the how person i'm the wow person and so we before we understood this i'd come up with all these ideas and then she'd ask questions about them like well how would that work how would that partly and I so would,
3: i could figure out how to make how to it happen it. but mm-hmm. i would
2: take it as an attack like mm-hmm. why are you poking holes in this why are you saying st- like and it would just cause this huge you know argument. i'm a dream snatcher yeah why of. are you ruining <laughs> this dream and so what we learned from him like this is his idea we just benefited from it was like as a wow person say up front like hey i'm not about to sell the house i'm not about to quit my job like i just want to talk with you i want to talk about this idea that i've just had and as the how person say wow for two weeks because by the end of the two weeks the wow person's gonna forget (laughs) they even brought it up but it like if they're still on it two weeks later then you can go hey let's talk about some of the practical steps what can we talk about and so us learning how to be a how And, and that a while, just takes maturity, yeah. yeah, in your marriage and but that was so clarifying for us early in our marriage, like, oh because what happens often is the wow person doesn't stop having those ideas, they just stop sharing them with the how person and they often go find another outlet for that and it doesn't end well. So they go, Oh, my spouse doesn't get me, oh somebody else will understand these ideas. And so like for us learning how to talk is a how and a wow. Dang. like that's one for me that I was yeah. like, we still think about that. Mm-hmm. Which is her question it back it's a call back in radio when she says do you want compliments or feedback that's yeah. a how that, versus wow question
4: yeah
2: hey you want me to give you my best how i'm she's amazing at how i need the how, or do you need some wow right now mm-hmm. like where are you at in the process is it still so fresh mm-hmm. you need me to be like go for it like it's not a developed idea yet but just keep leaning into it mm-hmm. so, that, yeah that's yeah.
0: a huge piece of advice for us because i am 100 percent how mm-hmm. i think logistically of like
2: yeah me too like how
3: sequence, is this gonna work yeah.
0: I
2: literally feel
3: just like Are we going to eat? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. -hmm. Yeah, And so that, for us, that was uh, a. I mean,
3: and that's your role. Like, I mean, you're leading our family. You need to, you need to dream.
2: I need to be at Battles. Yeah. Yeah. I need, yeah. So we.
3: But I'm I'm in the support vehicle behind going like, I need to figure out where
2: that vehicle needs to be next. Yeah. There's a cliff. (laughs) Like, you see the cliff, right? (laughs) Are you going to break? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Are Uh, you going to break or are you going to, like, drive off at Thelma and Louise style? Yeah. So I think how, wow. Yeah.
1: I love that. We uh, in our devotional this morning, the th- never thing, never say things you can't unsay. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a verse all about like, um, essentially, don't recognize some certain thoughts. Like mm-hmm. if it's a if, it, if it's a bad thought, I think it was revenge. revenge. What was this one? Yeah, revenge, was like, bitterness. Yeah. It's like, don't think it.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Or smack it down. Which, yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm, no, yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah.
1: Which is so like.
2: Well, you don't have to entertain it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's the thing is, same with stress, same with worry. If you think about it like an invitation, you don't have to accept it. Mm-hmm. So if revenge goes, hey, mm-hmm. come spend an hour on this. And you go, I'm not going to accept that invitation. Mm-hmm. I see it. But I'm, I'm just not going to, like, I don't want to give that hour. I don't Yeah, that wanna, record, wrong. No, that record not, of wrong. That record of wrong doesn't, like, I'm not, not going to, I don't want that invitation.
0: Well, honestly, too, I think talking to you guys for the past hour, your whole vibe to a certain extent Is that it's Mm -hmm. optimism? You like look at all of these different things that could or would or should happen, Mm -hmm. and you're like, actually, I'm gonna look at it a different way, Mm -hmm. and it's
2: really refreshing. Well, and you reframe a lot of things for me. So Mm -hmm. like I, I'm naturally pessimistic, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jenny is naturally optimistic. So there's a lot of times where I'll go, this this is gonna be terrible. This is gonna be a disaster, and she'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa let's re let's reframe that mm-hmm. like what does it look like for us to reframe that so i think there's a lot of times where i get the credit for the optimism but it's been it's a byproduct of a conversation i've had oh, But you. let's
3: just like let's see what what's the win here how are yeah. we gonna how is it gonna be successful yeah. yeah
2: what does this look like how do we do it um yeah it, so that's been there's st- nobody coming <laughs> nobody's coming yeah we are, that's another one of our soundtracks like <laughs> nobody's coming like if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. We are the us. grown-ups in this like, story yeah. now. You yeah, know, we'll say that weird. we're the grown-ups. Like yeah. we're the grown-ups. Let's, let's like go. we're
3: moving somebody into college. I guess we're grown-ups now. Yeah, yeah. I guess
2: we're or like when you have to pay for something like a you know an air conditioner. Like, is there an adult that pays for this? Thing? Yeah. Oh, we're the adult. Yeah. Have <laughs> <laughs> a landlord? Doesn't change anymore? the value of the house. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody gives you credit for that because <laughs> yeah. they just expect it to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a roof or like whatever. a roof or like a, a crawl space. And so yeah, we say we're the we're the adults a lot. Or that you know no no one's coming. What is that? what does that look like for us to be adults in this situation mm-hmm. and to take responsibility for it and yeah. all the fun that comes with the responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: Dang. Well, I feel like I learned so much. Yeah. In
0: this past. Say, can we be friends? Can we hang out more? Yeah, totally. Can we put you guys as our input now? Oh yeah. <laughs> all totally. these it's
2: super fun. This is, mm-hmm. this is a blast for us. Like we love getting to do stuff like this. We don't get to do it a lot. Cause Jenny says
0: no. <laughs> well, we are honored <laughs> that you said yes. Well,
2: thank you. I have to trick her into podcasts.
1: I'm excited for Jenny's book. Hopefully. Okay. Oh, so, let, yeah. let's end with that story. Yeah. <laughs> this is a terrible is this story. <laughs> this is a terrible thing I did. Let's end with it.
2: That is like frustrated Jenny for 10 years. So uh, maybe 15. No, it was after it was nine <laughs> years ago. Okay. Cause it was after. Yeah. Okay, okay. When we started our business, I was like, Jenny needs to write a book. So I did classic. Wow. Fashion. I just announced it yeah. online <laughs> on the internet. I was like, Jenny's going to write a book. Like five thousand people signed up for the like an he email. Made, he like, made an email list. Yeah, and so like without talking to her, and I was Didn't like, ask. "Hey, by the way, I think you should write a book." Oh my! She God. never wanted to write a book, and so now for the last nine years. People will come Whenever up to Jenny and be I'm like, in the how's the book coming?" They act like she's failing to write her book, and she's a get stuff done person. Like when yeah. she says a thing, she does the thing, so it drives her bonkers. Because people will like, people have sent her mail like encouraging her to finish it, and I'm just, and I think you will one day. Like, You're gonna have to do it. Yeah, for me. I'll ghostwrite it. I'm expensive too, so yeah. good luck. Um, but that yeah. So I just classic was like, Jenny's gonna write a book, and I was like, by the way last nine years yeah they so have been asking where is that book
0: coming? you That's guys so. are the same person andrew sold like seven thousand subscription boxes without anybody knowing yeah and we mm. didn't have any material
2: for it or Did anything the subscription box exists no <laughs> no it was we had one yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so you were vicious and loathing yeah. that <laughs> and then he had to
0: like refund all
2: these people yeah dude i get it yeah he just I wanted to it. see if it would work i, I was it. like oh my yeah. god it worked yeah yeah, yeah. And John does that all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's a feel the dreams thing. If you yes. build it, it will come. <laughs> yes. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, listen, I know we just scratched the surface for those listening that want to learn more about John, Jenny and what they're up to he has about mil- millions of followers on social media and is doing the, the biggest speaking event. in the world doing
2: my job doing my job on Thursday (laughs) Uh,
1: but he has written seven books and soundtracks it's all about how you can reframe your thought processes uh, to really align with what you're trying to accomplish so thank you John and Jenny for joining us Uh, it's fun to meet you and we hope to stay in touch
2: yeah thanks guys thank
4: you